the thing that everybody deserves in a relationship that is approached through the eyes and the attitude of prosperity is everybody deserves to be supported by their partner. And so that's the first thing that we must lay down. We all deserve to be supported by our loved ones, especially our spouse, our life partner. Are you an ambitious, God-centered woman who is ready to live her best life now? My name is Allison Chavez, and on this podcast, I'm going to show women like you how to master your inner game so you can get out of your own way, lay down the struggle, manifest your dreams, and love life as you go. If you're ready to play the inner game to win instead of playing it not to lose so you can live your best life for the rest of your life, then head on over to prosperityapproach.com slash go and get started. Hello, Prosperity Seekers, and welcome to another episode of The Prosperity Approach. I'm your host, Allison Chavis, and really excited with this series we have about the prosperity approach in regards to relationships. You know, and today I really want to talk about showing up powerfully in your relationship without being overbearing or a bully or manipulative in any way. You know, I used to not really show up very powerfully in my relationship, especially with Jeremy. Even as a very young girl, I didn't know how to ask for what I wanted. I was I was scared of the answer. I didn't like being told no. I was always bracing against the no. In fact, I remember when I was, gosh, probably seven or eight, I mean, all through my childhood, when I would ask my parents for something, I would literally close my eyes because I did not want to see them tell me no or to get scolded or to get in trouble. I had a really hard time asking for what I wanted without apologizing. I had a hard time having my yes be yes and my no mean no. Many times my yes was actually a no or my no was actually a yes. And so I would be in this resentment energy quite a lot in my relationships, but I didn't know how to approach relationships any differently, particularly with the feminine energy. I would, first, I didn't understand how powerful feminine energy really was. And I didn't know how to be empowered as a female in my relationship without either being manipulative or being a bully or pouting. So let me give you an example. I remember I was in my late 20s. Now, Jeremy and I got married very young. So I was 20 and a half almost when we got married, and he was 23. He had just barely turned 23. So we were like, I look at I look at young married couples now and I'm like, we were children when we got married, but but we were really young and I didn't really even know who I was and he didn't really know who he was, much less like how to come together and be a couple and have a family and now then we're parents and and all of those things. With that said though, like I didn't know how to I didn't I don't know how to communicate effectively in our relationship. And in our late 20s, I wanted to get LASIK surgery done. I had worn glasses for well over a decade. I was tired of it. I really wanted to get LASIK. And LASIK was expensive back then. This was early 2000s that this happened. And so I went in and got the free consult and I wanted to do it, but I didn't know how to present it to Jeremy. <laughs> in a way where we both felt honored. So I was just like, well, here's what it is. And this is how much it is. And he was like, well, that's too much. And I was like, well, I got mad. 
right? I, di- I didn't know what else to do. And so I got pouty. And then he got resentful and he was like, well, fine. If you want to do it, then do it. And I was just like, yes, I'm going to do it. <laughs> right. But I was just, <sighs> I was just having a tantrum because I wasn't getting my way. So I was in a lot of little girl disempowered energy around that because I didn't, I didn't know how to be mature and ask for what I wanted. In, in another instance, I would, I would go very compliant, you know, so I would, I would be defiant in one instance or though then I would go compliant. So back in the day, I was in a direct selling company and I was doing really well in that company and they had trips that you could earn, right? And so there was one year where they were going to London and oh my word, I'd been to London right after I graduated college, loved Europe and just wanted to go back. And so, I mean, it's a really ambitious program. I had to sell a lot. I had to, you know, do a lot of parties and things. And so I was telling Jeremy, like, this is what I wanted to do. And we had young children at the time and he didn't want me to go. He didn't want me working for it. And he wasn't interested in traveling either. He's, he's a big homebody, so he didn't really want to go. And, and at the time, like I was trying to sit down and have like this mature conversation with him, but I didn't actually know how to do that. <laughs> it was always from this approach of, of fear or I'm not going to get my way and I don't know how to ask for what I want without apologizing. So in this instance, I was very compliant. And so when I was telling him like, this is what I want to do and this is what it's going to take. And he said, that just seems really selfish to me. You, you wanting to go to Europe with our kids as little as they are, it just feels really selfish to me. Now, I'm probably, I probably just triggered one of you out there. And it's okay. Like, that was his perspective. And you know what I said? I said, you're absolutely right. It's totally selfish of me to want to do this. Because I, didn't, I was in compliance at the time. I was completely disempowered and as, as a woman in, in our relationship. We certainly did not know anything about the prosperity approach as it relates to relationships. So I just agreed with him. Yes, I am so selfish for wanting my dreams. And and I wasn't being snarky or anything. I completely agreed with him. And then I did what I wanted anyway. And I was like, fine, you think I'm selfish? I'm going to go ahead and be selfish. I'm going to work my tail off. I'm going to get this trip. And I did. And what I didn't realize what I was doing at the time was fostering resentment in him because I was agreeing with him that it was selfish of me to do this with our children so little on our family in the place where we were, but I did it anyway. And it got to the point in our relationship when I would tell him things that I wanted, he would be like, why are you even asking me? You're going to do what you want to do anyway. And I was like, yeah, you're pretty, you're pretty much right. You're, in fact, you're absolutely right. I'm going to do what I want. Anyway, and so we had on the outside looking in, it looked like the Chavez family was just one big happy family. Um, and, and for the most part, we were, but there was definitely friction going on in our relationship because neither one of us knew how to communicate in a very empowered and prosperous way to each other. Now, that said, we weren't verbally abusive to each other. There, there wasn't any of that that was going on, but I didn't feel heard and honored. He certainly didn't feel heard and honored or respected. And, and so it created this, it definitely created this level of friction in our relationship. And I didn't know how to ask for what I wanted without either being defiant and pouty or compliant or like to seduce him so that I get, could get my way. You know, we, we hear about those feminine wiles, right? Like I was like, well, okay, well, I'll use them. So, and I didn't realize that I was being manipulative in this, but I really was. Well, I have since learned a much better way to approach my relationships from an empowered place and empowered as a woman, empowered as a person, and really just implementing the prosperity approach. 
So let's talk first of all about like what the prosperity approach in regard to relationships look like and and you know how how this all unfolds. The thing that everybody deserves in a relationship that is approached through the eyes and the attitude of prosperity is everybody deserves to be supported by their partner. In every relationship, Jeremy deserves to be supported by me, I deserve to be supported by him. And so that's the first thing that we must lay down. We all deserve to be supported by our loved ones, especially our spouse, our life partner, right? So we let's get that established first and foremost. This world has created this really weird dynamic between women and men. Over the centuries, women have been taught we have to be submissive. We have to do it all. We have to be everything to everyone except for us. And if the man says yes, it's a yes. And if the man says no, it's a no. And we have just gone along with this. So a lot of times women now feel like they have to ask permission for things when we're in this disempowered state in our relationship and coming at it from a scarcity approach. Kind of like how I didn't know how to ask for what I wanted and I didn't know how to let my yes be yes and my no be no and actually mean it. What I have learned as as I have grown in maturity, as I have learned about empowerment and disempowerment is is first and foremost like my husband doesn't have a magic wand and he can't read my mind as much as he would love to he can't read my mind and he also does not know my destiny just like i can't read his mind and i don't know his destiny and so it's my responsibility to listen to myself and to show up for myself that's my responsibility. It's just like nobody's going to give you permission except for you. And nobody's going to give you your value and your worth except for you. And that's your job as a woman or as a man. It's your job. So it's up to you to stand up for your truth and to follow your heart. But you got to take a stand for what your truth is unapologetically. And when we first like get that and grasp that foundation, it it is so liberating because we have been taught to just toss away our power like we're on a parade float throwing out saltwater taffy. Here, you have my power. You have my self-esteem. I'll wait for permission from you before I do what I want to do, right? And and just, just knowing that, that it is your responsibility to own your truth and to speak your truth and to stand up for that and to follow your destiny and your heart was so liberating to me, so liberating to me. And it actually creates a very solid foundation for prosperity in your relationships. When a woman speaks from a powerful, authentic place in her heart, there is not a man on this planet that can get in her way. Not one. You become unstoppable. And again, it's not that you want to bulldoze over your husband and it's not that you want to like slap him around and stick him in a corner. That's not what this is. But when you show up in a very empowered way, it's a very, very attractive energy and it's a very magnetic energy as well. There is nothing that your man can say that will hold you back unless you let him. You know, even Jeremy telling me that I was selfish for wanting to go to London and planning to go to London, I didn't let that stop me. Because I realized I, I couldn't change how he thought about me. I couldn't change his opinion of me in that moment. And it was okay. I didn't care. Going to London was more important to me than my husband thinking that I wasn't unselfish. All right. But there is not 
anything that your man can say to you that will stop you unless you let him. And again, if you'll remember, like they get to be where you they are and you get to be where you are. And as you grow, just trust they'll grow with you it, because it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Again, empowered energy is a very attractive, very magnetic energy. And when you show up very empowered in your feminine energy and as a woman and as a person, uh, what that does in a healthy male is it, is it triggers his empowered masculine and he wants to support you in your dreams. And he wants to make you happy like your men just want their women happy. You know, we talk happy wife, happy life. That is a true thing. If mama's not happy, ain't nobody happy. True thing. So they're here to support us. But we must show up in a way that is worthy, for lack of a better word, of being supported. Something that they would like to support. So something that I realized in our relationship was that there were times that I was invisible in our relationship and there were times that Jeremy was invisible in our relationship. And my needs got tromped over and his needs would get tromped over. And so one of the things that 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 we did is we just became unavailable to being invisible in our relationship while still giving the other person space to learn and to grow and to have their own life experience separate of the other person. When I learned that I can unapologetically ask for what I want, and when I would tell Jeremy what I want and why I wanted it, he stepped out of my way. And I hate to say, let me do it, because I'm not 12 and he's not my dad. I'm not asking for permission. But he he responded to that. This is what I want, and this is why I want it. Not asking permission, but just getting us on the same page. I need to do this. I need to find this out for myself. And if I don't do it, I'm going to be resentful. And I don't want to be resentful. Now, when I first started learning this approach, what I really wanted was Jeremy to be like, oh, babe, I hear you. I support you. Like I wanted him to be my cosmic cheerleader, right? Well, ladies, that's not going to happen. All right. Think about those of you who are moms. If you've got a five-year-old and your five-year-old wants a cookie and you don't really want the five-year-old to have a cookie, but it's not right before dinner. There's no reason why the child can't have a cookie. So you do this. Well, I guess not. I guess you can. I'd, I'd rather you don't. I don't think you need it, but I guess if you want one, you can have one, right? So your yes actually means no. But what do, what does your five-year-old hear? Yes. He doesn't need you to be excited or supportive about the fact that you're he's getting a cookie. He just needs you to not get in his way to get a cookie. Like, he doesn't care. He's just looking for the yes, right? And so I thought, oh, I don't need Jeremy to be my cheerleader. I don't need him to be my girlfriend. I don't need him to be my journal. I just need him not to be a roadblock. And so it was it was really fascinating when I started approaching it that way. This is what I want. My heart is calling me. My heart is pulling me towards this. And I don't know how it's going to work out. I just know that it will because I trust my heart. And this is something that I need to follow for me. You know, before I would be like, give me six months and I'll prove that this will work. You know, and he was like, well, okay, like do what you want to do. Jeremy's the easiest part of my life. He is so, so supportive. But I was like trying to make deals with them because I was so afraid and in such little girl energy. But when I finally started trusting my heart and I was trusting the nudges that I was getting from God, then he said, all right, do what you need to do. All right, then 
then you got to do it. You got to do it. I don't know. I don't know how it's all going to work out either, but but go ahead and do it. And that was just, it was so powerful for me to show up in that way and for him to respond in the way that he did. And then the opposite happened too. He started showing up in that way with me. This is what I want to do. He was so funny. He said, he really, really wants our mortgage paid off. So that's a big thing that we're working on right now. And he said, okay, babe, like, and paying off the mortgage is more important to him than it is to me. And so I have all these goals that we've been working towards, right? And we've hit them. And so he said, babe, it's really important to me that we get the house paid off. And so I'm not, I'm not asking to do it now or in, because you guys should know by now, I do different challenges. In fact, we got another challenge that's coming up. We just got it going right now. If you want to pop in, just go to prosperityapproach.com slash challenge. So there's a little pitch for it there for you. If you like the conversation here, come have a deeper one with me in my free online challenge. You'll get live coaching from me as you discover how to achieve success without struggle. For more information, go to prosperityapproach.com slash challenge or stick around to the end of the episode. But he's like, it doesn't have to be done in this challenge or the next challenge, but maybe the challenge after that, like by the end of the year, I'd really love the house paid off. That's really important to me. How could I deny that? He wasn't like, we have to do this right now. We have met all your goals and we've done all the traveling you want to do. And now it's my turn. He wasn't, he wasn't doing that. He was just like, this is what I want. And this is important to me. And his empowered masculine triggered my empowered feminine. I'm like, Yes. It's your turn. <laughs> yes. Let's do this together. It's it's our version of being a power couple. And 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 our, us being a power couple looks different from probably how you and your spouse being a power couple looks, but it works for us because we are both showing up empowered in who we are as individuals. And we're bringing that to our relationship instead of coming at it from fear or you're going to tell me no, or I have to fight you, or I got to struggle to get my way. It's this, it's, it's an alliance instead of compliance or defiance. We're now in this alliance. And, and here's the thing. I really believe women are so, so powerful and it is up to us to take the reins in this. Society has emasculated men and made women men and men women. And like, we don't know our roles anymore. And, you know, and and this is not to politicize anything, but it was just like, I didn't know how to be a woman. He didn't really know how to be an empowered man until we just kind of learned who we were. And then we started showing up that way. And it's so easy to support that. What I have found from my own experience and then working with hundreds and thousands of women over the years is that we generally take three different ways of approaching our husband with something that we want, whether it's a vacation or a remodel or you want to build a business or you want to have a baby or whatever it is that we are desiring. The most common way that women will approach their men is in this little girl energy. Like you're 12 and your husband's your dad and you're asking permission. I used to do that. So I I totally get that. Oh, honey, I want to do this. Closing my eyes because I'm afraid of the no, which always came, right? So a lot of women approach conversations with what they want in that manner. 12-year-old little girl energy, fear, asking permission. Most women will look to their husband as their source. He is not your source. Your source is God. God's your source. Your husband is not. 
And most women want their husband to be as excited about their new adventure as they are. They want them to be their girlfriend. They want them to be their cheerleader. Your husband is neither of those things. He is a man. He is your partner. He is your husband. You don't need him to be happy about it. You just need to show up in an empowered way. He will then be invited to show up in an empowered way. And this all goes unsaid. This is all about energy. You just need him to not stop you. And they won't. They won't. They want to support you in being empowered. They really do. Little girl energy triggers protection energy inside your husband. And so it's a no, like, no, I don't want you to do that. You're really scared. You know, when you come to him, I really want to do this, but there's a lot of money. And I don't know. I know we don't have a lot. And I know I've said that things would be different before and they weren't different. And I don't know how they're going to be different. Like we just ramble on about how it's going to be impossible and we really can't get what we want. It triggers protection energy in him. He doesn't want to see you hurt again. He doesn't want to see you disappointed. So it's like, no, no, that that doesn't work. Or, well, if you want it, then you got to figure out how to pay for it. But you don't get to take any money out of the family budget for this because you didn't do X, Y, Z. And then that's when husband tries to be source and he's really not. But he is just reacting to that little girl scared energy that we're approaching him with. So we've got to get out of that scarcity approach. We've got to get into the prosperity approach and be a woman in your relationship and be empowered as a person and as a woman in your relationships. What was really important to me and really helpful for me is that when we were both in a good place, you know, like when we're both in a good mood, I would have conversations with him about how I wanted to show up in our relationship. So I took full responsibility for times when I was manipulating him, for times when um, I triggered things in him that I didn't realize I was triggering at the time. Like I took responsibility for what was my part in the roughness of the relationship. But that I only took responsibility for mine. I did not take responsibility for his. And I used to take responsibility for all of it. Oh, we're unhappy because of me and it's my fault. And that wasn't it at all. But I took responsibility for my part. I am so sorry for those times when I made you feel like less than a man. Sorry when I made you, when, when I talked down to you or when I didn't honor you or you didn't feel listened or important to me. I'm, I am so sorry. Like I was fully aware that that's what had happened. I, I didn't mean to at the time. I just didn't know anything else. I didn't know anything different or better. So I took responsibility of that. And then I let him know, this is how I want to show up in our relationship. I want to have powerful conversations with you. I want to be able to tell you what's in my heart and to be vulnerable and, and feel safe with you. I don't want to go into fear. I don't want to go into complaining. Now, Jeremy and I don't have sarcasm as part of our relationship. Like that was off the table right at the very beginning. Um, sarcasm is so belittling and so demeaning. And that was some marital advice that we got from the sealer who married us. Do not be sarcastic. And sarcasm crushes my soul. I'm very sensitive to that. So like belittling and demeaning and putting each other down has never been part of our relationship. But I do understand that that is a dynamic in a lot of relationships. And so I just was, I was, I wasn't available to it. I didn't invite you to be unavailable to being talked down to or belittled or demeaned in any way. And you've got to let them know, hey, the minute that I feel disrespected, I'm going to leave the conversation because I love you too much to argue and I respect myself too much to be cut down by you anymore. Do you see how like, it's like, you're not going to do this. It, you, there's no blame here. It's just, this hasn't been working for me anymore. And, and, I, and I'm not, I'm not gonna available to it any longer. So anytime that we go into fear or complaining or um, 
or where I feel any sort of a power struggle going on with you, I'm just going to leave the conversation because I'm not interested in fighting. Like, oh, like really establishing the new boundaries and the new rules was so freeing for both of us. And then it opened the door for us to have such powerful conversations. I remember um, one of the reasons why we got into such financial problem is that I had a quasi-business partner. And because I didn't have enough confidence in myself at the time to believe that I could scale my business and make a big impact on my own, um, I wanted somebody to help me. Well, we had money. We had a perfect credit score almost. We, ha we had the means to do it. And there were all these classes I wanted to take, but I was afraid to do it alone. And so she was like, well, let's do this together. And, and so I was stupid. And I put all of her expenses on my personal credit card. And then when things got rough, as they always do, she checked out and I was left with her debt, which was mine. It was on my card. I take full responsibility for that. Jeremy was upset, not because I now had $25,000 of expenses that were not mine to pay. And now it's our burden to carry, but I hadn't talked to him beforehand about having her take these classes with me and I pay for them. With the understanding she, of course, was going to pay me back, but that never happens. And, and I didn't have her sign anything and I wasn't in a, a powerful place. And so learned so much from that. But he was most upset because I didn't ask him beforehand. I didn't talk to him beforehand. And I was like, well, you, you've never been interested in my what I invest in or my business in, in the past. I didn't think that this would really matter, but it mattered. And it was because he didn't feel heard. He didn't feel honored. And over the next several months, I found myself energetically tap dancing around him. Like I felt like I was being punished by him. There were times where he would just say something snarky out of nowhere or other times where I was just like, something is off. And I had apologized for what I had created. I had created the mess in our finances. I apologized for that. And there was one day where I was just like, I will not be treated like this any longer. Now, remember, he's not belittling me or demeaning me as a matter of course, but there is something off in our energy and I know he's not happy with me. And so I said, this, whatever's going on with you is no longer working for me. Like I, I feel like I have to walk on eggshells around you and tap dance around you to make you feel happy. I have apologized for my role in creating this. And this quasi-business partner who is no longer part of our lives, I feel like she's the other woman. And I will never apologize to you for this again. I have apologized over and over and taken responsibility for this. And I am doing what I need to do to rectify the situation. But this, what's going on, is not working. And, and I will not be treated this way. And do you know what was so beautiful? Because I was in empowered feminine, and, and I wasn't like, you, this, that, and the other. So, you know, if you need to rewind it and listen again, I, I will not apologize. I have taken responsibility. This, like, I was calling him out, but not making him wrong. I was just like, I'm not available for this any longer. Triggered, empowered masculine in him so beautifully. I remember we were in our bedroom. We have a tall bed, and he was on the bed. Um, he was just sitting on the edge of the bed and I was just standing right in front of him. He took me by the belt loops and he just pulled me in and he just hugged me. And he was like, I love you. I love you. And I was like, I love you too. And I'm not going to let her come between us and ruin our marriage. I, I will not, I will not give her that kind of power any longer. And he agreed. 
Oh, ladies, it was the most amazing conversation and just paved the way for even more powerful conversations and more meeting of the minds and the hearts and the desires and the dreams. So that's what I recommend for having powerful conversations, for showing up in a powerful way in your relationship using the prosperity approach without being a bully, without being manipulative, and without being overbearing. I hope this has been helpful for you. If you are looking for more powerful conversations or words to say where you can be more empowered, come join me in the prosperity experience. We just got started. It's a free five-day online challenge. I'm there doing it live and I will coach you through it. So join us at prosperityapproach.com slash challenge. Get yourself registered. Get your free playbook there. We'll see you over there in that online challenge. And I'll see you next time on The Prosperity Approach. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Prosperity Approach. If you haven't already, be sure to head over to prosperityapproach.com slash 52 ways and pick up your free copy of The Prosperity Guide. This guide will help you discover 52 different ways to dissolve fear and overwhelm, grow your wealth consciousness, and experience success without struggle. Until next time, remember, the challenge is necessary on your journey to success, but the struggle isn't.